Episode 11, the Peak Performance Mentor Podcast, the podcast for the everyday coach, where each week we interview coaches, sports industry experts, and leadership gurus to mentor you beyond the X's and O's on your quest to achieve peak performance in your personal life, professional career, and with the teams that you coach. Once I start focusing on the process, focusing on teaching and, and enjoyment and, and, and helping my players you know, emotionally and spiritually and personally, I found that I was getting more fulfillment, but also my players were enjoying me much more. And they were learning and uh, they were listening and then they started to play the way I, I want to implement my, my, my son. Our guest today is Mohamed El-Azier, as our friends call him, Coach Mo. Coach Mo was named the head coach of Southern Mississippi women's soccer team in 2012 after a long and distinguished career in the world of soccer. Over the last five years, he has turned the program around, including back-to-back winning seasons. He has been involved in all levels of college soccer for the last 20 years, and he also has stints as a DOC in Alabama as well as coaching women's professionals. Coach Mo has a degree in athletic training and physical education from Lincoln Memorial while he was competing as a student athlete. He holds a USSFA license, a United Soccer Coaches Premier Diploma, a USSF Youth License, the KNVB Dutch Soccer Association's Advanced License, a Top Soccer License, and his AYSO Immediate License. And Coach Coach Mo has been a good friend of mine ever since I... uh, made it to Alabama when I was at Spring Hill College. And Mo, I'm excited to have you on the show with us. And I'm going to put one other little plug in there. Coach Mo is one of my clients. Um, We've been spending the last uh, six months where I have been coaching Coach Mo. And so we've had a great relationship over the years. And Mo, we're excited to have you on the show with us. Did I miss anything? Is there anything you want to add? No, no. Thank you for that uh generous uh introduction and uh it's uh, it's uh it's really humbling and uh to be here and uh and then and, and meeting with you and, and and chatting and sharing uh our experiences uh, with other people and uh, i'm looking forward to it Great. Well, let's go ahead and hop into the first half where we like to talk about our mentors and when we when we talk about mentors. We like, to, we, we like to talk about them because they know that they help us uh, see further. They help stretch us in where we're going. They help us see more and uncover our blind spots. And they, they really help us find that path for our success. Can you share with us one or two of your mentors and how they've helped you grow over the years? Well, uh, first and foremost, uh, for me, it's my dad. Uh, he has uh, instilled values. In, in all of us and in, in our family, my brothers and sister, uh, of hard work, uh, honesty, you know, and uh, doing uh, your best at everything that you do. And uh, he's uh, done a, a wonderful job exposing us to uh, different cultures, uh, but also languages. And, uh, you know, you look at today's world, you know, uh, the world it keeps on getting smaller and smaller, and uh, understanding other people and and their uh, life and how they live and and their values is very important. Uh, it's not uh, 
what we do it's 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 what learning about what others you know you know see life and and, and understanding people and uh and same thing in soccer it's it's uh the, the the older I get, uh, I I, uh, I realize that it's not about X's and O's. It's about people, and 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 it's about helping uh, those around you to to reach their dreams and and and, and goals. And uh, so uh, so yeah, my dad has done a great job in that, uh, and, uh, and which has helped me also uh, in 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 my late years now. Well, I, I, I wrote down right here, it's not about what we do, it's about understanding people. And um, I, I like how he, he, he introduced that to you, it's about the people and how you've embraced that as you've moved forward. And I can, I can personally speak to that, that I've seen that, uh, I've seen that transition as you've taken that in your personal life, I, I mean in your professional career, I've seen that transition kind of take place and that you, you've walked away from the X's and O's and walked more into the lives of the people that you're working with. I also love this whole idea of um, the world is getting smaller, but as the world gets smaller, I see that we are st we still live in our own little world, and the the fact that he exposed you to other cultures and language is just huge. And I think that's something that we need to try to make an effort at exposing people to other things. Let's let's take a little bit of a dive into your into your professional career. You know, you've you've been a lifelong coach. Your your career has been a coach at at all different types of levels. Can you speak into a mentor that's maybe uh, walked you along your path and been by your side during your professional career and what you've learned from them? Well, you know, there's 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 a lot and not really one or two. It's a, you know you have mentors that. Uh, like uh, Ray Klavecka. I don't know if you know Ray Klavecka. Ray Klavecka was uh, the head coach of the New York Cosmos, Coach Pelé, and, and he was one of the people that introduced me and got me into coaching when I came to America. Uh, he, uh, he's, uh, he's someone that uh, was, you know, uh, took me under his wings and, and, and got me through the coaching licenses, but also uh, gave me my first... Uh, Coaching job at the at the at the UDP level and uh, um, and and uh, you know he you know he just made coaching uh, fun for me and uh, uh, so so Ray was one but also I've had uh, my youth coach way back when I was uh, in, in Egypt uh, really uh, he was not only. Uh, a teacher of the game, but he was also like an older brother to me. And uh, you know the impact that he's put in the in the style that he taught us uh, until today has affected the way I coach and the way I uh, also manage my players. You know I have a lot of friends in the uh, coaching world that uh, you know such as you and uh, I have friends uh, from. Um, Lincoln uh, from uh, Auburn Montgomery and uh, Ashton Roden, um, and there's many others that have, uh, you know, in a consistent basis, weekly basis, that we share ideas and interact and uh, and and uh, discuss a lot of uh, point of views on how to play the game. Uh, so there's not somebody specific. Uh, I have, uh, you know couple of mentors, uh, one of them uh, passed away, Dr. Jim Vickery. He was a, a sports psychologist uh, slash uh, professor at the University of South Alabama. 
uh, he is uh, he's been a huge influence on on you know uh, on me as well. Uh, Dr. Uh, Nabil Alatar, he is a retired professor at the United States Sports Academy. Uh, so there's a, a field that I have been surrounded with uh, a wealth of uh, people that were mentors. Uh, you know, uh, Dr. Tom Fleck uh, in down in Florida, he passed away so a few years ago, and so so uh, so as uh, Logan Fleck, his son. Uh, they have been very instrumental in shaping my philosophy in coaching. So, so it's not one person. It's just I'm, I'm every day I'm finding different people that, uh, you know, I even learn from my, 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 my players and, and, uh, and my son as well. You know, I, I ask my son a lot of questions about coaching, but also what would you think if I would do this? with my players, so uh, sometimes I get that perspective of somebody who's closer to my, my player's age. Well, and this is what I wrote down. Sharing ideas with others, we are exposed to mentors everywhere. And what, what, what I really heard you saying is that every opportunity you have to be with someone else is an opportunity for you to be mentored. And Absolutely. That, that's brilliant. That, I mean, that, that is absolutely brilliant and and with that i know boyd probably wrote something down also and so i'm going to turn over to boyd as as we go into the uh, halftime and, and turn it over to him mo i think that along with what you've already uh, given us so far in the first half uh, i like the fact as well at the very end about sharing ideas equal mentors everywhere but you included your son and I think that that is uh, uh, something that not a lot of people uh, look in the direction of their family, especially their kids, when it comes to uh, opportunities for mentoring. And I think that uh, I think that speaks very uh, very big of uh, you and your family life. During the halftime, here's what we do. Uh, we know that the first half is a big deal, but we know that we need to make some improvements so we can perform better in the set off the field. So we'd like to get from you your insights that will help our listeners on their journey. So we've got kind of a speed round going on here, and i got four questions, and uh, we can hang out on them uh, as long as you'd like. But the very first question is, if you could recommend one book, what would it be and why? Wow, that's, uh, that's a tough one. I, I, I'm reading the book currently, but there's one book that really – made a profound change in me and that's uh it's it's written by the arbinger institute and it's called leadership and self-deception and uh i came across you know that about three 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 and a half years ago and uh I, you know we as people uh make, you know, we have biases and opinions about everything. And sometimes we become, we judge people, you know, and, uh, and, 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 it, and, it, and, and we carry this box with us wherever we go, this bias. And then which distorts our thinking and our judgment towards others. And we, we enter in a collusion with others whether it's in ideas or beliefs or, or, or uh, instead of 
listening and understanding uh, where the other person is coming from. And uh, uh, that book made a profound change on how to stay out of that box or carry that box with us and, and, and be open to learning about others and, and their feelings, but also to see people as people with emotions and feelings and needs and wants, not looking at my players as robots on X's and O's. And, and that, has, that book has really made a profound change in me, not only as a coach, but also as a, a, a parent, as a husband, as a son, and a friend. Wow. That is, that is a good, uh, not only has it been a good book for you, but that's a good recommendation for us. I'm going to go ahead and dovetail into uh, question three, and it's what is your favorite quote and who is it from? I, I'm, I'm not think, guessing that's probably from the book, but it could be. Well, no, no, it's not. It's, you know, we, we you know, I, I, I always use quotes with my players and I uh, send them messages with, and then and attach a quote. But it's, it's, it's very simple, you know. The, 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 the older I get, I realize it's not about the game. It's not about winning. It's not, you know, we all want to win. We all want to be the best. We all want to do our best. But uh, there's a... Um, just uh, I came across several months ago uh, this quote. It's a it's a Tibetan uh, quote uh, from Tibet. Uh, it says, "The secret to living well and longer is eating half, walking double, laughing triple, and love without measures." Mm-hmm. And it's just simple. It's about you know, living, and it's about um, um, just having a balance in everything that we do. We get so consumed with results and outcome and forget to live that there's other people and other things in life that also need to have a balance in order for us to maximize ourselves as coaches. So uh, I feel that this Tibetan proverb is, uh, fits perfect. Yeah, that is absolutely fabulous. There is things that we do on a daily basis, Mo, that help us in our success and in, in succeeding in, in life. But we'd like to know what one of your personal habits or rituals is that you follow every day that contributes to your success. Well, you know, I, I wake up early in the morning, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm up usually between 4.30 and 5 a.m. in the morning every day. And uh, I, uh, I get up uh, earlier than everybody in the family, and I usually uh, would wake up, and uh, immediately I'll have uh, a glass of warm water, just regular water, and, uh, and I'll, I'll spend uh, a good about 10, 15 minutes uh, praying and uh, uh, just uh, spending some just time, time, you know, little bit of time just reflecting on, on, on what my day is going to be like. Uh, and obviously then uh, spend some just, uh, you know, with, uh, about 30 minutes with the family, breakfast, and, and then off I go to my team practice uh, for 7 a.m. So I'm usually up then, and then after I finish practice, I'm back in the uh, 
uh, office by by ten and start working you know meeting with my staff and uh, lay out uh, you know the, the the plans for the rest of the day at post uh, practice and we'll go through a meeting with you know uh, assessing the practice session quickly it, it usually takes about ten minutes uh, and then uh, we disperse to our tasks for the day and uh, uh, try to you know um, spend uh, at least twice uh, once or twice a week with my staff uh, you know just uh, having a bite to eat for lunch and things like that uh, try to stop during the day in the training room uh, where my student athletes are getting treatment so I'm kind of interacting and in, 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 uh, usually when I do that uh, throughout the day it gives me a, a better perspective of where my team is, where my players are, what, uh, you know, I can, they're a little bit got, they got their guards down and they're able to talk a little bit more freely. Uh, so I do that. I go quite a bit down to the, uh, to the uh, training room. Um, and then, uh, you know, in the afternoon, uh, usually we're done by about 3.30, in the afternoon, my staff, I let my staff go by around 3 o'clock. Uh, you know, so we, we start really early. Uh, and then I sit uh, at the office and, and start preparing for the next day's session. Uh, as I'm doing that, I will prepare and I'll write the session, and then I will communicate that to my staff, whether it's I send it on their phone or text. I'll take a screenshot of the lesson plan and share it with them, or I'll email it. Uh, we'll do that. And um, you know, and then I'll try to go for uh, a walk, maybe for about an hour walk, uh, three to four times a week, and uh, and pretty much uh, back at home by about six, and uh, I'm in bed by eight o'clock, eight between eight and eight thirty at night. Well, that uh, the answer to that question is loaded. Uh, up before the roosters, and yeah. for the whole rest of the day, it sounds like your priorities are in order. And uh, that is key to having not only a successful day, but uh, having a successful uh, uh, regimen for a coach and also uh, that being uh, given as a model for those who are around you. That's, that's, uh, that's brilliant. Last question for us during halftime is, what are your current goals in this season of your life? Wow, that's that's a that's a huge question. It's very loaded. Uh, I uh, and 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 I tell you, uh, Christian has really helped me with getting understanding that you know having a better picture and a roadmap to what my goals are. You know, I have personal goals that I've. That I'm working on, and uh, you know, and I also have family goals and professional goals, and uh, having uh, Christian kind of be my mentor uh, for the last six months, it has made it so much clearer to navigate through what I want, the direction I'm heading, and you know, my my, my personal goal is is uh, you know I want I want to make sure. Uh, spend some quality time with my family and uh, you know one of them that I did is I instead of knowing that I'm working through Thanksgiving uh, I took a five-day vacation prior to Thanksgiving uh, from last week 
and we went to uh, Gulf Shores, Alabama. Uh, spent mm. five days, just my wife and I and my son, so it was brilliant. Um, you know, being able to learn and 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 expand my uh, my knowledge and and uh, you know whether I'm interacting with mentors or I'm going to a, a CEU or, or continuing education, uh, that is something that I you know I have mm-hmm. and I feel that I I I, I have I have a lot to learn and uh, staying current, but also sharing different ideas with other people and 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 bringing that to my student athletes. I think I. I owe that to them that I am always challenging them and I'm bringing different ideas instead of just recycling everything that I did the previous year and uh, it just doesn't, uh, I, I get bored when I'm doing the same session. You know, mm. I, I have to be a little bit more different and, and bring in different ideas. Um, taking care of my mom, you know, I feel that's, that's my, uh, that's the pillar, you know, of, that, I, that, that keeps me, you know, um, going and grounded and, uh, you know, spending, uh, you know, helping my mom that is on the other side of the planet. Um, I, it's my it's my duty, it's my responsibility, and it's my obligation to to be able to be there and, and, and support and, you know, and, and, and stay in touch with her on a much, much regular pay, base. And, and, and uh, uh, you know, I, I don't like to talk about this, but keeping my, my faith personally to myself and, 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 and really uh, spending some time just on that for myself, you know, and, uh, and I think it's very important to me um, uh, in terms of, um, you know, being able to help my parents, my, my, uh, my wife and my son in helping them reach their potential and their goals, uh, whatever their goals are, uh, helping my student-athletes you know, to reach their personal goals and their academic goals, uh, not only their soccer. Um, you know, th- that is, uh, in terms of, uh, at the Division One level, the game is all about results. I still feel that you can still win playing the game creatively and with... Uh, you know, uh, with showing a lot of, uh, you know, sports is a is a form of art. It's not just a result. It's a form of art and science. And uh, being able to express your creativity and, and play a creative way of playing, an attacking way of playing where you're getting fulfillment and players are enjoying it, uh, it's, it's not easy to do. It's hard because you can play just for results and just get results. I've, I see coaches that are successful, but their student athletes do not enjoy playing for them. Mm. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that coach. Mm. I don't want to be getting results and still not having a relation post their years of playing the game. You know, yeah, they, we can we can we can boast a, a ring or, or a championship. What's more than that? It's, it's the relation that you develop. I mean, you look at uh, Coach Owen with it. If you talk to every player that coach, they will talk. They won't talk about the, the results. They will talk about what the man has done to them in their lives and the character, how he's impacted themselves and their families. Uh, but you'll never hear them talking about titles. But you see other, you know, other coaches that, and I know a few coaches that are very successful. 
but they uh, you know it's it's sad when you when you're having conversations and, and, and their players are not very uh, you know, positive about their experience Man. so so that's very important to me that I that I play creative attacking and allow our my players to express themselves and still play a collective team sport and and so it's very important to me these are some of the few goals I mean um, you know so uh, but 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 at the end of the day helping those around me whether it's my boss my athletic director or that football coach or that softball coach or my assistants or my student athletes or my athletic trainer or my wife, my son, anybody there and try, try to help them how I can serve to help them reach their personal goals because in return, I feel that I would have reached my personal goals as well. Mm-hmm. Good. That is very good. And I know that uh, I know that Christian is writing down a lot of gold nuggets that just came out of halftime. And I'm going to turn it back over to him with this thought. Good coaches need coaches. Christian, our halftime has come to a close. I'm going to turn it back over to you for our second half. Mo, I'm going to create a meme. I'm going to post it on on Facebook. I'm going to give you full credit (laughs) to it. Sports is a form of art and science. Correct. that um, That is a quote that is going to become one of my favorite quotes. So, Mo, as, as we move into the second half, this is where we love to talk about embracing failure and adversity. My son often likes to remind me of Thomas Edison, where Thomas Edison says, I have not failed. I just found 10,000 ways that won't work. There are no successes with some amount of failure, with some amount of ad- adversity, and great ad- adventures like Thomas Edison experienced a lot of failures on their way to their successes. Can you share with our audience one or two of your biggest failures or some adversity and how you overcame that adversity? How did they become the stepping stones to your success? When I took over uh, the University of Southern Miss my first year and a half, um, you know, a new team, a new coach, you know, I thought, okay, well, I'm going to come in here and I'm going to teach these kids how to play the game. And, uh, but also I was so result fixated that I just wanted to get the outcome. And I ended up being uh, always uh, very tense, very uh, easily could lose my, my, uh, my temper or my emotions. Uh, but also... Uh, you know, the everybody wanted to, you know, around me was talking about winning, and I let that get the best of me, and uh, and I focused so much on the X's, and I was thinking that that's going to get the kids to to do. It's about tactics, and uh, I really drained myself, and uh, uh, to a point that uh, I just even even when we got the results. The, you know, we won a game, I go home. I never felt fulfilled. And, uh, and, and feeling, having that feeling was a miserable feeling. That here you are, you just beat one, uh, uh, an SEC team, and you don't feel fulfilled. 
and uh, it, it was a miserable feeling, and, 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 and I found that. And then, obviously, we also lost some games. And, uh, um, and, 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 and after the season, I, I kind of took a step back and, like, do I want to be that coach that is pushing and pushing to get the outcome and not really getting satisfaction and, and my players not having fun? So, uh, uh, like I mentioned that before, I, I, I uh, came across this book, which I mentioned, The, the Leadership and Self-Deception. I spent the whole uh, Christmas holiday reading it and thinking about it and writing notes and, and just uh, reflecting on it. And that was huge. Once I started focusing on the process, focusing on teaching and, and enjoyment and, and, and helping my players, you know, emotionally and spiritually and personally, I found that I'm, I was getting more fulfillment, but also my players were enjoying me much more. And they were learning and uh, they were listening and then they started to play the way I, I want to implement my, my, my style. So I would say that would be one. The second one was um, early 2000s. You know, you know, I, uh, you know, uh, 9/11 was very difficult for me as someone who's from the Middle East, and uh, it, 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 it emotionally and mentally affected me in terms of uh, as a coach. So I felt that uh, my career was uh, at hold for a little bit. But I kept on working and believing and, and going to uh, uh, coaching seminars, going to getting my coaching licenses, surrounding with people that are uh, mentors and, 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 and just, you know, focusing on doing my best. And, uh, you know, I even took a step back and I got, my, I got out of coaching in the college level. And I focused on the youth level. And what that did to me was wonderful because it allowed me to work with kids that are five-year-olds and up to 18-year-olds, a very varying range of, of, of students. And being able to adjust my learning, my teaching processes and, 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 and methods to the different learners, it helped me get back um, you know, certain skills, but also the enjoyment out of from coaching. And uh, and the next thing you know is, is I'm back in the college game and, and, and really doing what, uh, you know, the opportunity came in to get back into the college game. And, and here I am uh, now uh, a head coach at a Division One. So, so I took a step back and got into an environment that allowed me to immerse myself in teaching the game and uh, and and, uh, and and I say that that today I am in this position because of that decision that I made about 15 years ago. I got out of the college game for a period of time to coach in the youth market to better yeah. understand how people learn, how they process. I, I mean, that that there is is so powerful because it allows you to focus on the athlete differently. And I think every coach should learn from that. Yes, and, 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 I, and I felt also that early in my career, I, uh, when I coached at the college level, um, I would work with collegiate players, student athletes, 
that were missing certain phases or areas of their development when they were 14 and 15 and 16. And I'm teaching these kids certain concepts that they should have learned four or five years prior to that. And uh, it, it was frustrating, you know. And uh, so going back to the college, uh, to, the, uh, to the club and youth level, because at the time I, I knew what they were, they were missing, but I didn't know how to, te- how to bring that to them at the college level. So I felt that I needed to get back to the, you know, to the youth game and learn and, and grow. And, 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 and this way it will help me. Now when I'm getting a college player that is missing those phases, I'm able to help them in uh, closing that gap. Yeah, that's great. And, and Boyd, as we as we take this walk into the locker room, because I know you like to walk into the locker room, what I just heard <laughs> Mo say is sometimes you need to take a step backwards to make two steps forward. What do you think about that, Boyd? I think that's very good. And and you're right. As we mosey on into the locker room, uh, I, I think that there is a I, – I caught an all-haul moment or two uh, there in the second half but uh, I'd like, Mo, for you to tell us what is a big aha moment for you in your journey. Oh, oh. for me, it's, it's, it's just, you know, recognizing that this is all about people, not about kicking a soccer ball. Mm. You know, it's, 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 it's what we do is about people, and, and we're, you know, uh, we're not about, you know, we're not in the professional, I'm not in the professional game. I'm in the college game. That's where education occurs. This is where, you know, you're preparing uh, people to life after uh, college. Yes, I know that I'm judged on winning and losing. I know that that's what administrator's bottom line is. But I feel that my purpose is about helping those or, you know, reach their goals, their personal goals, their team goals, their soccer goals, you know, and, and preparing them. So recognizing that is, you know, is, is, is huge because it changes how you look at the student athlete. That's good. That's, uh, that, that's uh, very good. And what I wrote down, of course, is it's all about the people, not about kicking a soccer ball. I'm glad you said it's not about kicking people. Uh, I wrote down the phrase because I think that from this call so far that you take winning to a new level. It's 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 more than just a scoreboard, and uh, you understand that as a coach. This has been absolutely uh, a wonderful call for us. But let's jump into two more call, two more questions, real quick here. What are you most excited about today? Wow, I uh, I am excited that. I am doing what I love. I wake up in the morning and I'm I'm on a soccer field, you know, doing what I enjoy. And uh, I am out there, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, sharing my passion with others and, and those around me. But also, uh, you know, just uh, I'm uh, – Today, because of my experiences and, and, and the adversity that I've gone through and the challenges that I've gone and, and also the mentoring that I'm getting from, from Christian and, 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 and other friends around me, uh, I am so much at peace with myself and, with, and I don't let results define who I am. 
and uh, I wake up in the morning going out there and doing the best I can and 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 uh, and enjoying it and having fun doing it and uh that's that's kind of what keeps me going. Results don't define who I am. I think I I know the answer to this next question if I was to answer it but but we want you to answer it but here's what the question is what do our listeners need to know that you know in order for them to grow? And my answer to that question would be, listen to this podcast. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> but, but for you, what is one more thing, that, a piece of advice that you would give our listeners that will help them grow? Well, I would say, you know, being honest with yourself and don't put any limits to how far you can go and, and be, have humility and be humble because I think be, uh, being humble and, 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 and having humility is a prerequisite to uh, people being open to listening to you. I think mm. if, if, if coaches or, or anybody, we, we don't have that characteristics or that trait, it's very difficult for people to follow us and listen to us. Very good. Christian? I'm going to turn it back over to you, but not without a thought. <laughs> okay. I, 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 not without a thought. I have one, just very simple. We need to get some T-shirts made that simply says, Mo knows. <laughs> this has been a fabulous, uh, a fabulous call. Thank you for your time, my friend. Christian, let's You're do welcome. some post-game stuff. Sounds good. So Mo, I, I, we, this is in the post game. We like to, we like to, you know, give you an opportunity to share where people might be able to connect with you, um, what you're doing, if they want to chat with you, if they, you know, you, you've already mentioned you'd like to help people. Maybe they, they just want to pick your brain and and be mentored a little bit by you. Where are some, where can we reach out to you? What are some resources we can find you? Well, obviously you can, um, you know, you can. Um, Go to uh, southernmiss.com and you have my information and my my email and uh, my contact number at uh, at the university website. Um, You know, communicating through uh, you know Volta and uh, and uh, you know you know I'll, I'll be glad to to meet or talk to anybody. You know you know. Feel free to give my my contact number uh, to you know my personal my cell phone to people that want to reach reach out to me. Sounds good. You know, Mo, I I th- I'm going to take this opportunity a little bit because I have had the opportunity to witness that some of the growth that you've had over over the last six months, um, and really I, I mean over the last six years, you and I have known each other. And, and when we first met, uh, you really helped me and brought me into the into the Mobile, Alabama community and welcomed me with open arms, uh, but then have allowed me to be your coach. Would you mind sharing just with our audience the power of a coaching relationship of where, where we heard Bowie say it, that coaches have a coach. Can you just share maybe a little bit of insight about the coaching relationship that you and I have had and what that impact has had for you in hiring a, a professional coach to coach you? It's huge. It's huge because, you know, the environment that we work in is, is, is very demanding and stressful, and we're surrounded with people 
that are waiting for results to happen. And it is very important to have someone that can, you know, we are coaching our student athletes. You know, uh, everybody has, they're working, you know, what, you know, beside my athletic director that I meet, you know, once a semester or, or, you know, periodically that is looking for results. They're helping us in improving in, in, in resources. I need somebody that can work with me and keep me in balance, you know, from being a coach, being a husband, being a father, being a friend, and, and, and someone that I can go to that is I can discuss some of the challenges that I have, but also that can help me to navigate, but also come up with solutions that could help me uh, help others. So uh, being able to, even when I have a, a bad day or a bad week, and, and I'm able to come to Christian and discuss some of those things, and you bring in different perspectives, and, and, and you also help me see it from the angle of the student athletes or the angle of my assistants or my administrators, uh, it, 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 it makes, it helps me in, in, under, in, in gaining a, a much deeper awareness of who I am, but also what the situation is. So I, I, it, it's been huge for me uh, having Christian as my mentor and coach. Yeah, I, you know, and, and I hope you don't mind. I want to just share one little story that, that I, I, I just kind of uh, chuckled at because I thought it was just fantastic. Um, Mo was, uh, had a recruit in his office, and he was talking with the recruit, and the father was there, and I actually called him up, and uh, I, you, you told me, this is what you told me. You said, yeah, I, I had to tell the recruit and the parent that, you know, hey, that was my coach. And the father, yes. the father hit the recruit and said, Look at this. This is a guy you want to play for because he even has a coach. He's doing what it takes for him to become better. And 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 actually, this kid is committed to us, right? You know that. You know now. Well, Coach Mo, I really appreciate you spending the morning with us to talk to us on the Peak Performance Mentor Podcast. This is one of those power pack podcasts that um, I've, I've written the notes. I'm going to have the notes posted up on the uh, website with all the information that we got. But there, there's probably more notes in here than, than you can uh, than I could have brought out in the short time we were together. And it's one of those that, as Boyd likes to say, we need to go back and listen to again and again and again and again. So thank you for spending the time with us. And, uh, you know, I know you're going into that dead period, so take advantage of that dead period to spend some time with your family and, and to reju rejuvenate yourself as you get ready for the uh, thick of the recruiting season coming after the Christmas break. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it and really enjoyed it. This has been the Peak Performance Mentor Podcast, where each week we interview coaches, sports industry experts, and leadership gurus to mentor you beyond the X's and O's on your quest to achieve peak performance.